All right, we've been looking at average Joes, and today we're going to look at Mary because she had this ability to notice and capture the moment, and we're going to talk about that kind of getting into the Christmas season, and or actually we're there, and we're going to get right in the middle of it, and there's a new year, and so I thought, let's talk about some things that will help us, not just now, but as we enter 2017. Now, quick question, guys, this is for basically for you. How many of you have ever gone into a room, looked for something, you can't find it, and you go ask your wife to help you? Anybody ever do that? Okay, and she goes in, and how long does it take her? Like 15 seconds, right? I mean, she finds it right away. My wife is, I'm glad it's not just me, because she's really good at this. Now, this is the graphic I came up for uh, for my wife, if it'll work. Oh, i got to turn it on. And then it should work. Yeah, uh, I think she ought to be on CSI, because I could just see the episode, this is it. All the guys are looking, they're like, we can't find, we can't find the, 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 whatever happened. We can't find the thing that killed the person. And Miriam walks in, and she means, she goes, you mean this bloody knife laying right here? Because that, that's how it works with me, so I, I think it ought to, be, ought to be that. Now, here's the point kind of of the day. It's easy to miss things, ladies. It's easy for us to miss things, mostly because we don't look. Uh, But it's easy to miss things. And in life, it's easy to miss things. You know who doesn't miss things? Guests when they come into your home. You're going to have that probably at Christmas. Ladies, I'm going to help you here. These are the five things good housekeeping says people notice first. Uh, Mail lying around, so you want to put that in a, a drawer. Uh, dust bunnies and cobwebs, <laughs> you're going to have to work on that. Uh, messy bathroom, just close it. Um, dishes in the sink, you put them in the dishwasher. Full trash cans. These are the things that people notice. I heard about one lady, and she got tired of cleaning up when people came over, and she sort of, she came up with a strategy, and this was it. It's brilliant, by the way. She went to, like, Dollar Tree, and she bought five or six get well, get well cards, and she put them on her mantle. And if anybody came over, she just said she'd been sick and uh, didn't have time to clean up. It's brilliance. It's brilliance. All right, so here's the deal. Here's the big idea for the day. We should take stock of all God is doing all around us. Now, you're probably saying, well, I, I, I kind of do that. And I don't do it. I don't do it well enough. I, I know for the last little bit, maybe the last couple of years, I've been trying to do better at this. We're going to talk about it today because God is always at work. He's at work all around us doing amazing things. I mean, we don't always notice it. So we're going to talk about how do we get to a place where we notice it. Because Mary was extraordinarily good at being aware of what God was up to. So let's kind of jump into our story found in Luke. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a little town in Galilee, to a lady, a young woman called Mary. And the angel went to her and and he said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, that's a pretty sweet greeting from an angel who is a representative of God. Hey, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. But look at this response. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I've, I've wondered about, I mean, if an angel shows up at my house and he says, greetings to you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. I think I would be um, happy, maybe. 
I, I don't know if Mary anticipated that there was something else. Because Gabriel was about to tell her, oh, by the way, you are going to be pregnant even though you've never been with a man and you're going to have God's son. And the ramifications of that, if you're an unmarried, though you are engaged, young woman having a baby, I mean, that was a big deal. And I don't know if she knew that was coming or if she anticipated that God was going to ask her to do something amazing or something difficult. And so she was troubled, it says. She, she wondered at the greeting. And, and Gabriel tells her the plan. Hey, here's the plan. You're going to be pregnant. I'm going to make it cool with Joseph. Um, you're not ever going to have been with a man and you're going to have a baby. And, and this was her response. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me fulfilled. And then the, the angel left her. Hey, hey, hey this is, this is going to be good. <laughs> and I'm okay with this, even though it's going to be difficult. And I wonder, because in Scripture it talks about Mary thinking, treasuring things in her heart and pondering things. And she sort of, she contemplates. And we don't do this well. I, I think, honestly, it's because we're, we're connected. We have our phones. We, we're watching television. I mean, how many times do you look at people like in, your, in the room with you and they're looking at their phone? Oh, I, got, I have an email from my wife. Uh, how do you, we, we do this all the time. I was at my mom's house for Thanksgiving and, and we were all in the room and there were like six of us and we're all looking at something. You know, we're all looking at a... And the girls are sharing videos and that sort of thing. I, I mean, I get the technology, but I don't know that we ever disconnect long enough to think and to ponder and to wonder. And there are these, life is a series of moments that you really should take account of. I remember the first time, and, and it's funny to me, a lot of my moments in life have to do with basketball. I love basketball, and I'll never forget this. My, my daughter Amherst, our oldest one, she was 11 years old, and she made the junior high basketball team. She played for the Yucca Chaparrales, Chaparrales, Yucca. It's a plant in New Mexico, and that's where we live. It's not great, but... The first game I ever went to, I went to the Portalis uh, Gym Middle School, and, and I walked in. It's like it's a freeze-frame moment for me. I remember walking in the gym. You walked in at kind of the baseline, and I see my kid, number 11, running up the court in the school uniform. Now, they were playing the Portalis Lady Rams. Think about the identity crisis those girls had, uh, because uh, a ram is... By definition, a dude. Uh, anyway, um, quite, I'm sure, disconcerting for, for them. And, and there's Amorous, and she's doing something that, um, that, that I love. And, and it, was, <laughs> it was a cool moment for me. A couple years ago, my, both my girls were playing for the JV basketball team in college. And by the way, that was the first of like 10 billion games I went to. And I've sat in enough bleachers because uh, all my girls played stuff. And they all played three sports. We were never like not in a season of something. And, and, but that first time, you don't forget. This, this time, though, I, it was my birthday. And I drove eight hours down to Kentucky to watch my kids play on the same team because I'd never seen it before where they got to play on the same team. Um, my, my, my kids have provided a lot of these moments for me. I remember we, my very first church, the church and the, and the parsonage sat right next to it. And, and I came out of, of the church for lunch and I, I was walking toward the house and I looked up and my four-year-old daughter, Amaris, was on the roof. 
That's a moment you don't forget, by the way. And I looked over in Mallory, three years old, they had, we had a trash can that was tall, and they had stacked a chair and a bucket on top of it, and she had climbed up, and I guess Mallory was next. Now, that's a moment you don't forget. I did a good job. I didn't freak out like if I had said, ah, and she had jumped. That would have been really bad. So we got her off the roof, but those two, those two have been trouble for <laughs> uh, ever since they've been born, I guess. A couple years ago on Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving break, um, in Kentucky, basketball is big, just kind of like football is here, and, and it's the biggest thing. And we had an opportunity, Mallory, my number two daughter, and Janelle and me had an opportunity to go to the Kentucky basketball game and like really, really close. We were four rows off the floor. I mean, it was awesome. And so we had this opportunity to get these tickets, and we drove over to Lexington, and we got the tickets, and we went to the ball game. And when I get there, I learned that this is the student section, and it's standing room only. You know what that means for a person my age? It means indescribable, unbearing, unrelenting pain. Uh, that's what it means. Because to get a really good seat, you have to get there really early. And we're standing there, and I mean, it's like 90 minutes before the game, and it just keeps going on and on, and I'm, I am dying. Because not only you can't even move, you just have to stand there. It was horrible. If you call me today and say, I've got Super Bowl tickets for you, it's in the standing room only section, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to go. Uh, worst thing ever. So I'm standing there, and I am dying because I've been there just like seemed like forever it's about half time and it's like oh I'm dying I'm doing this you know I'm about to wilt because I'm old and I'm about to tell my kids who are on either side of me this is killing me can we leave I'm about to tell them I look at them this is a moment for me they could not have been smiling any bigger or their faces would have broken they're taking pictures that's how you know when you've got like uh Teenage girls, if they're happy, they're taking pictures like this is the greatest thing. And they look at me and said, Daddy, thank you for coming to this with us. It's like, done. So I, I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go get some ice cream. That's code for I'm going to go find a place to sit down. Because uh, I'd already thought it in my mind, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go find a place to sit down. I'm going to eventually get some ice cream, and I'm going to tell them the line was really long. That, that was kind of my plan. I had kind of come up with this. So this... Seriously happened. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This happened. I turn around to, to go get some ice cream. This state, this, our, our arena seats 24,000 people. I turn around and I see my cousin. Now, is that like the most Kentucky thing ever? I mean, you're really. If we had been engaged, that would have been the only thing different. I mean, there was my cousin right there. But it was a moment. God gives us these moments. Man, last Christmas, well, this is one of the best moments ever for our family. All the girls were home. We were in New Mexico. It's a beautiful part of the world. If you've never been there, you should do that. It's kind of desert but mountainy, and so there's not a lot of trees, but there are lots of, it's just a unique, it's like you're on the, the face of the moon. I mean, it's really kind of interesting. And So we decided we were going to take Christmas pictures, and we were going to make like a New Year's Day card and send it to family and friends, that kind of thing. And so we all kind of... We, we bought some um, these great big ornaments, Christmas ornaments. And what we were going to do, when you're, with, when you're around girls, this is how it works, at least at my house. They want to take pictures of everything. And so we were going to drive out to, there's a place called Dog Canyon. We are going to drive out to Dog Canyon, and we are going to take pictures out in this sort of arid, mountainy area. It was going to be really cool. And on the trip, 
to Dog Canyon. We're driving along, and then one of my girls says, Hey, Daddy, there's a cave right there. Let's take some pictures at the cave. Like, okay, so we kind of passed it. We turned around, came back, parked the van. We all got out. They were setting ornaments up at the cave. All right, we're going to take Christmas pictures at the cave. We got the, Janelle got the tripod out, and she's going to you know, set it up, and we're all there. And while she's setting the tripod up, I'm out there with her. Now, again, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's just not a lot of anything on these roads. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see something moving, like a pack of something moving. And I, now I get really nervous because it's like, is it, they're like wild dogs or coyotes or something or like rattlesnakes. I, I don't know what it is. A pack of rattlesnakes, because that's how they move. And uh, all of a sudden, I look around, and it's puppies. L- look at this. It's puppies. These puppies come up, and this face, that's every one of their faces. Because they got to hang out with puppies, and of course, they've got to take a picture. Uh... Because these puppies just sort of out of nowhere show up. And, and every one of them. This was our moment. I'll never forget the, the expression on their faces when out of nowhere God gives us these puppies. And we gave them back, uh, by the way. He loaned them to us. That's the important part. We didn't take them. And I'll never forget it. And the girls still today talk about Christmas puppies. They talk about Christmas puppies all the time. Hey, you remember the time? See, it was a moment. Now, if we hadn't gotten out of the house and gotten in the van and decided to go someplace, we wouldn't have had this moment. Part of finding moments is doing stuff you got to get out of the house. you got to go places. you got to be with people. That's how you have moments. And the Bible talks about, hey, there are moments. Again, now the theme is it's, it's easy to miss stuff. And you don't want to miss stuff. And the Bible talks about, hey, don't miss stuff. There are moments. I'm going to give you moments. Don't miss the moments. S- Solomon, in, in his wisdom, and I'm sure he wrote this when he was old. L- look at something that he wrote. In Ecclesiastes, he says, Don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. Remember him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim in your old eyes. And rain clouds continually darken your sky. I mean, gosh, he's very poetic. Look at what else he says. Remember him before your legs, the guardians of your house start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men start to stoop. Remember him before your teeth Your few remaining servants stop grinding, and your eyes, the women looking through the windows, see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunity is closed, and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now, while you're young. It's... um, It's Solomon and it's Solomon, if you think about it, what he says there. But here's what I've noticed. The more of those moments I look for, the more of those moments I see. Because there are moments everywhere. Do you remember, um, 
when I was about 15 years old, 16, something like that, I had a friend named Terry Wilson, and Terry Wilson bought a new car. He got a car. He, he was working at Sonic. I'll never forget it. And he bought a car. He bought a Chrysler Cordoba. Does anybody remember what the interior was in the Chrysler Cordoba? Anybody? Rich Corinthian leather. That's right. Because that was uh, Ricardo Montalban. And, and uh, he did the commercial. And, it was, had, and Terry's car had rich Corinthian leather. And I mean, and I'd never seen a Chrysler Cordoba until Terry bought one. And then all of a sudden, they're everywhere. Everybody had a Chrysler Cordoba. I mean, it was like you don't see them until you start to look for them. There, there's a great line from Maya Angelou when she says, Life is not measured by the number of breaths you take, but by the moments. We take our breaths away. I mean, there are moments. And, and here's what I'm discovering, is that life is just a series of moments waiting and wanting to be captured. This is a moment. Even now, is a moment, an opportunity. Every time you have a conversation, every time you get to greet, when we get to get together at church, next Sunday we're going to have a moment because our kids are taking over the stage and it's going to be a moment you don't want to miss. Next Sunday is going to be a moment. But let's not look too far ahead because this is a moment as well. God gives us these moments. A couple of years ago I was listening to Mike Ditka on the Mike and Mike uh, talk show. It's on uh, sports radio. And he, he, he had a quote, and I love this quote. He said, yesterday is history. He, he quoted it from Bill Keene. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. I, I just, he said it two or three times, and I'm like, gosh, that's really, that's really good. Because... If we're not careful, we miss the moment that we're in. Thinking about the moment that has been or the moments that are to come. The Bible talks about this. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? It's not promised. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. We're to capture, we're to notice the moments that God gives us. We're, we're at the Christmas season, and those of us who have kids, we've seen our kids open, open Christmas presents. And, and their faces, you know, you come downstairs or you're downstairs, you come into the room where the Christmas tree is, and there's a Christmas tree and there are presents under the tree. And you divvy them up, and, and then a little kid, they'll open, which, they'll open like the biggest present first, right? They always go to the biggest one. And they've got a little pile, maybe they've got two, three, five, three, four, five presents and they'll open the biggest one first and they're fun to watch but when you watch them what happens they open that big one and somehow they have this innate ability to open this present while looking at their next presents and seeing what their friends are getting what their uh, brothers and sisters are getting and it's like this present is yours it was purchased for you it's just for you and i can't enjoy this one because i've got those and they got those. And it's sort of sad. And we carry this ability into the next phase of our lives. We can't enjoy this moment because we're worried about what happened. Or what's going to happen. And we miss what's happening. Tomorrow's history. Uh, to, I mean, yesterday's history, tomorrow uh, is, is uh, a mystery. Today's a present. Today 
is a present. Psalm 118, this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in this day. Because this is a moment that God is giving us. And as we go through Christmas, if we're not careful, we hurry right through it because we have so much to do. You have parties and shopping and all those things. And if we're not careful, we'll fly through Christmas. We'll fly through that season. We'll get into 2017 and we'll never even notice what God is doing. And that's why we're talking about Mary today because she had this ability. She's got this way. And it talks about it in Scripture a couple times. Once when Jesus was 12 or so, they go to the temple. They leave Jesus at the temple when they go back home, Mary and Joseph. So Mary scolds them a bit. Look, look at this. Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? I mean, <laughs> makes sense. And look at the next line. Then Jesus went down to Nazareth with them. And was obedient to them, but his mother treasured these things in her heart. This is a pattern for her. Mary treasured things. Look at this one. Jesus had just been born. The shepherds come to see what had happened. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, to treasure up means to preserve. It's kind of the the word literally means to, to preserve it, to to continue to think about it. This is why we take pictures. This is why we have video. If you go to a kid's program at any school across America, what you'll see are parents with phones or cameras, and they're, they're recording this for posterity. We want to see this later. And you go on Facebook, and what are they? Your pictures of stuff that you've done because you want to remember it. That is what uh, treasuring up means. But to ponder is something quite a bit dif- different. It's kind of deeper. It's to think about... What's just happened? Not not just to capture it, but to think about it. To think about who gave you this moment. To think about the implications of this moment. See, pondering pondering takes effort. That's why some people journal. It's this this opportunity to, to think more deeply about something. Not to just recognize that it happens. But pondering is hard work which is kind of why a lot of us don't do it. And can you imagine when it says that Mary pondered? Think about the things she had to ponder. I mean, I, I, don't you imagine that she was considering her conversations with Elizabeth, Zechariah, and how John the Baptist was going to be born, and how he was conceived, and how that was miraculous, and Gabriel was there. And Can't you imagine that she pondered the meaning of Gabriel's visit to her and these words, you're highly honored and, and you're well respected and the Lord is with you. And Can't you imagine that she ponders what happened when she told Joseph and Joseph found out and then Gabriel visited Joseph and straightened everything out with him? And Can't you imagine that she pondered this whole uh, getting uh, engaged and married but not being with a man and she's having a baby? And Can't you imagine that she pondered the birth of Christ and And he was told to her that this was the Savior of the world and he was Emmanuel, God with us. And can't you imagine that she pondered visitations by the shepherds who came unannounced and then the wise men who came unannounced? And can't you imagine? I mean, pondering, I'll challenge us. At the end of the day, take five minutes before you turn off the light and just consider. 
all that God has done for you that day. I, I mean, it could be just sort of easy stuff. But God does stuff every day. Yesterday, we were outside, Elise and I, and uh, working on some, I was working on something. She was playing. Um, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like these leaves came out of nowhere. They were just sort of falling. And, and I mean, it's like we don't have a tree, uh, oak tree, so they had to come from a ways away. And they're just in the air, and they're kind of raining on us. And it's as if God was saying to me, yeah, I'll show you about that whole raking thing. I mean, it was very mischievous. I, I thought, thanks a lot, God. Uh, but, but we watched these things come down, and, and it was awesome, and we were running and trying to catch them, and it was a moment for us. It was a moment. These moments happen all the time. So I'm going to give us a little advice. Let's just chat about how do we capture the moments? How do you live in the moment? Well, number one, you have to learn to stop long enough to capture the moments. You've got to stop long enough to capture them. Now, we have four daughters. Three of them are away. Elise is with us. She's 10 years old. And, and I've, just, I've decided from now on, if my kids want to do something with me, I'm going to do it. I'm never going to be too busy. If I've got something else going on, I'm just going to say, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to spend time with you. We, we, went home for, we went home for Thanksgiving. We, we had driven you know, all day to get home at Thanksgiving. And Janelle was there, my, my number two daughter, and, and, or three, I, I, they get confusing. Uh, number three, she was already there, and she said, Daddy, they're having a shoe sale in Louisville tomorrow. You want to go? Like, no. I got shoes. I, I mean, I don't need shoes. So my, my internal response was, I don't want to go to Louisville to a shoe shop. You know what we did the next day? We went to Louisville to shoe shop. Because by golly, I got to spend an hour and a half in the car driving to Louisville with, with Janelle. And we got to talk. And then we turned around and we drove an hour and a half back. And I didn't buy one pair of shoes. I didn't care. When they want to do something with you, good grief, do it. This is it's my birthday card from Elise, my 10-year-old. Hey, you are the best dad ever. I love you so much. You do so much every day, and I can't thank you enough. Um, thank you for everything that you do. She's a little redundant. Now, here's the part I really like. Also, thank you for being my tennis buddy. You take time out of your day. I really appreciate that. You also sacrifice a lot for me to be on the tennis team, and then you take me to the court to play with me to make me better. And you say it helps you, but I think you do it to help me. That's why you spend time. You slow down enough this is why grandparents love grandkids. Because maybe they missed it with their own kids, but man, 
This time, they're going to spend the time. Grandparents, you know you do this. You take those grandkids, it's like a can of pop. You shake them up and hand them back. That's what you do. We know what you're doing. And God gives us these moments. And do you notice the sunset and the sunrises? I mean, God does these wonderful things all around us all the time. And the waterfalls here in South Carolina, it's in North Carolina. I mean, we go to these because they just, we marvel at them. It's just unreal. Um, it, God does these things. Last Christmas, around, around Christmas time, living in New Mexico, and our neighbor, a single lady, she had gone away to visit her daughter for Christmas or whatever, and her yard was full of leaves, and so uh, two or three of us, Mallory and, and Janelle and I and Elise, we decided we were going to rake her leaves for her in her backyard, and uh, so um, we raked them up. But in New Mexico, a lot of wind because it's kind of flat and kind of windy, and there was some wind coming up, and so we knew that we had to get <laughs> the leaves picked up or they were just going to get scattered again. And so we got a big blue tarp, you know, those big blue tarps, and we got a big tarp, and we filled it with leaves, and in, in where we lived, there, there was a, kind of an alley behind your house, and they had dumpsters there, sort of community dumpsters, and, and these three or four houses would use this one, and these three or four or five houses would use this one. And we filled this dumpster up with leaves, and we filled this dumpster up with leaves, and we had to find another one because we still had leaves. So it's dark, <laughs> and we fill <laughs> this tarp up with leaves, and all four of us are on a corner, and we're kind of walking through the alley with a tarp full of leaves. We cross the street, and there's the next dumpster behind this lady's house, right? I'm not sure you're supposed to do this. I'm fairly certain it's illegal. Uh, but um, <laughs> only if you get caught. Anyway, so uh, so we, <laughs> we decided it wasn't illegal, but I'm, I'm sure the people didn't like it too much. So we're carrying these leaves across the street. We're about to dump them in this kind of areas their dumpster i mean we're there and the lady comes out the house <laughs> and i said keep walking keep walking and so we were taking <laughs> a tarp full of leaves for a walk uh, evidently i mean when this lady came out what must she have thought those people are taking a tarp full of leaves out for a walk. I mean, how, how stupid. I'll never forget it. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't particularly crazy memorable, but it's something I remember. I guess almost going to jail will do that for you. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think about things like, in Michigan, we bought a house, and we gutted the kitchen, and we did without a kitchen for six months. And I lived with a, a woman who, that didn't phase her. And she, we still ate like kings, and she's incredibly adaptable, and, and she does stuff like that for us. And I, I think about her. And all that in 26 years of marriage I've put her through. You have to take time. 
got to slow down enough. On I-40 in New Mexico, the speed limit is 75. God told them to do that. I mean, that is the greatest, 75 miles an hour speed limit. I mean, that's the greatest thing ever. It's really awesome, except for the people dying. Uh, it's really great. And we were driving one day, and, and it, we're going toward Albuquerque, which is west. We're going west, and, and we're driving 75 miles an hour, which is the greatest thing ever. And there's this sunset, and my girls said, hey, Daddy, would you mind stopping? And I'm like, I'm driving. I mean, we got places to go, people to see, and we pulled over, and we took pictures of sunsets because you have to stop, slow down. And we got there a half hour later than we would have. And you know what? We survived it. It was okay. Irma Bombeck says, seize the moment. Remember all those women on the Titanic who waved off the dessert cart. I mean, that really is a way to live, right? You got to make time. Secondly, secondly, you got to enjoy the moments. Learn to enjoy them. Um, it says, and if you, if you want to look at this, it's in Luke uh, chapter 1. But um, Mary was told she was going to have you know, a baby and she goes and visits Elizabeth and then she sings a song it's called the Magnificat and in this song she, she, she says things like um, my soul glorifies the Lord my soul rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant and, and she talks about hey I can't believe I've been chosen and she just starts to sing because she is so full of joy that she starts to sing how, when's the last time you sang over a moment? Like you had a moment and you go, man, I can't, I have to, I got to sing about this. You don't even have to be a good singer. You just sing about it. I remember Janelle, Janelle would, was on the worship team at 15 at our church and she would sing and I mean, we were had a thousand. She's pretty good at this. And, and she, she would write songs. Now, if you've ever been around a songwriter or a musician and they practice, she would she would be in, in the living room playing the piano and she would want to get it exactly right. And so she would play it over and over. And y'all know this? And over and over and over and over. And, and I remember thinking, oh my word, just get it right, you know, or quit. Uh, it doesn't matter. And now, you know what I think? Sure wish she was here. I wish I could hear that voice singing over and over and over. Enjoy those moments. It's a choice that we make. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. And I know some people during the holiday season go through some tough stuff. This verse is still applicable. We make a choice to be joyful and to pray and to be thankful in good times and bad. We have to slow down long enough and then we have to enjoy them. And thirdly, we have to surrender the moments. I love this, what Mary said. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. May everything you said come true. I don't do this wonderfully yet, but I'm trying. You wake up in the morning and you say, God, I have an agenda and I've got some stuff I think I need to get done, but if you want to interrupt me, then I would be okay with that. I, I want to be um, discerning of your interruptions. And so if you interrupt me, 
let me know it's you, and then help me have the discipline to just stop my agenda and join you in yours. See, I, I want to I kind of end with a question. How many moments have we missed where we just knew God was saying, come on, do this, and we didn't do it? You knew there was this urging, and you knew you should do it. And you need to go talk to that person, or you need to go help that person, or you need to go see that person, or you need to make that phone call. And you've got your own agenda, so you don't do it. Yesterday's history, and tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a present. And we unwrap it, and we slow down, and we enjoy it. And we surrender the moments because these moments you don't get back. Live in the moments because this is God's will for you. Father, we thank you for this day, this reminder that you love us, that you care for us. That you give us these amazing moments. Help us to enjoy them. Help us to slow down enough to enjoy them. Help us to surrender our agenda to your agenda. We pray it in Jesus' name.